everyone, and welcome back to Black is the Blueprint, the podcast. I had a tiny little break last week, but we are back. Honestly, I am the last one to take a break, and people that know me really well know that I struggle with taking a break and um, taking a step back from things just because I, I don't know, I feel like... I want to be dedicated to something, but you can also be dedicated to something and take a break, which is (laughs) something that I have to learn. But yeah, I took a break. Uh, The semester has been really busy, and honestly, I was kind of in a creative rut and didn't know what to do, but I was watching Black is King with my mom for like the fourth time, and I thought I should do an episode on Beyonce and her impact on the black community, what her art and her music has done for the black community. And I feel like whenever you're stuck in like a creative rut, seeing her work and her work ethic, it instantly inspires you. So I was like, you know what, let me get up and do this. (laughs) So everyone knows that she is my favorite artist Um, Everyone knows who she is and what she's done, but I'm going to talk about the more recent years of her career from like 2016 to now and how she has used her platform to really uplift the Black community. So in 2016, she performed at the Super Bowl and she performed her then new song, Formation which was a Black Pride anthem. I remember the Super Bowl. It was with um, Bruno Mars and Coldplay. And she came out dressed up as Black Panthers. Well, her and her dancers were dressed up as Black Panthers. And I feel like low-key, that was the reason why the girls at Macaulay dressed up as Black Panthers. Like, that might have been... I'm not sure, but I feel like that year, it was just interesting how she did that because um, in 2016 and 2015, there were a lot of, again, like I've mentioned before, Black Lives Matter things going on in those years, but um, that performance gained a ton of negative attention from the far-right conservative news outlets like Fox News because they were upset that she dressed up as a Black Panther. And they even went as far to say that she was a terrorist, which is terrible, but that's how um, the media is towards black women whenever, black women and men, whenever we assert our blackness. But that was definitely a performance where she asserted her blackness and it only continued from there. Um, So two months later, her sixth album lemonade drops aka her best album today i don't care what anyone says um not only is the album about her coping with her husband jay-z's infidelity but it is an album that talks a lot about being a black woman in america if you haven't seen the album what are you waiting for like it's 2020 now, the thing came out in 2016, like, if you haven't seen it, you're either living under a rock, or you don't have HBO, 
HBO. So go watch it. But yeah, that was a phenomenal visual album. But there is one thing I wanted to talk about in particular, which is the Formation music video. And the very first scene of Formation is her sitting on top of a cop car, sinking cop car, uh, with Messy Maya, a New Orleans musician, saying what happened in New Orleans in the background. And this scene in the whole music video, rather, um, alludes to the crisis that happened in 2005, which was Hurricane Katrina, and how so many Black people were um, pushed out of New Orleans because of the lack of care that was given to black people in 2005 with that horrible hurricane. And we still see effects of Hurricane Katrina today. And I think that was a very, very powerful statement on her part. Not only her sitting on top of the cop car, but she has, she's basically saying like, you have neglected us, especially people in the South, black people in the South. This has got to stop now. And you know, further all along in the video, she talks about how much she loves her black features, her husband's black features, her daughter's black features, um, which have been dogged out in the media multiple times by grown adults. Like grown people were really talking about Blue Ivy's hair and how much it needs to be combed out, even though that was her natural hair. So formation was just a whole diss at all the people, all the racist people that were saying horrible things about Jay-Z and his nose and Blue Ivy and her hair. And it was a Black Pride anthem. And that's honestly one of the biggest takeaways from the music video. It's the most controversial music video she has ever done. Um, But another thing that I picked up on the video is the wide-brimmed hat. And I don't know if it's just me. I'm a really curious person, and I love fashion, which we'll kind of get into later. She uses clothes and her costumes to create a story, but um, the wide-brimmed hat, I... She wears it all throughout the Formation music video. She wears it in, I think she wears it in other music videos in Lemonade. But she also wears it on tour. So I'm like, she, she's a type of person that does everything for a reason. I couldn't quite find um, the significance of a wide-brimmed hat necessarily. But I did find out that Um, wide-brimmed hats were popular for people to wear in the South, which makes sense because not only is she a Southern woman, she was born in Houston, Texas, um, she has a lot of Southern pride, and that's, like, another thing that is apparent in her artwork and her music, but also in antebellum times, wearing a hat was seen as a respectable practice, and worn for proprietary reasons 
And this is huge because she says that she's going to be the next Black Bill Gates and how the best revenge is your paper. And I think that the wide-brimmed hat, this is my conclusion why she wears it so much, but the wide-brimmed hat kind of signifies her power and her hard work that she has built from the ground up and she owns her own brand she takes a lot of pride in that and basically what she's saying is black people you can have nice things if you work hard things like that she also says black people deserve nice things in general no matter what which is true but you guys you guys get what i'm saying um yeah that's the breakdown of the formation video if you haven't seen it go pause this right now and watch the formation video on YouTube because everything I'm saying will make more sense. Um, but 2018, Beachella. Oh my God. This performance. Okay, first of all, it was a two-hour performance dedicated to HBCUs, which was really special because she was the first black woman to headline Coachella, which I can't even believe. Cause like at that point, like in 2018, you would have thought that like a black woman would have headlined Coachella, but like she was the first. So of course she had to go all out, but that's what she does. And she does it best when she comes out. It's, it's the best. It's the most excellent thing you have ever seen. And this was actually one of the most excellent things that she has ever done but I say that every time something of hers comes out anyways um it's the most searched performance in google history and not only was it just a visually stunning um performance but it was very well thought out if you watched her homecoming documentary on netflix she said it took eight months um for her to rehearse for Coachella. So that was crazy. Like even after watching it, I was like, oh God, is she gonna retire? Cause like the way she was talking was like, oh, I've never done something like this before. Like she was, she really put her all into this performance. And it was just great to see black culture, HBCU culture, um, going mainstream and it was in front of a predominantly white audience they're probably like what in the world is going on we're only screaming because Beyonce is in front of us but what is going on um a lot of the black culture that she included in her performance was like stepping routines drum lines singing lift every voice and sing black anthem um or black national anthem rather uh the bugaboo roll call hint destiny's child majorettes saluting black sororities and fraternities it was just a full-blown hbcu homecoming and it was so accurate um hbcu bands are perfect they're clean they're concise they go hard or they go home and that's exactly what this performance is she has ties to hbcus her dad 
Matthew Knowles is a product of HBCU education. He went to Fisk University, I believe. Um, but yeah, in 2019, she had a Coachella little after party, I think, with Adidas and invited Grambling State University, which their band is phenomenal. Please watch um, their videos. Like, um, Honestly, any HBCU band video, watch it. You will be amazed at all their work. I um, also watched Marching Orders on Netflix, and they kind of talk about HBCU bands more there. And you just, the excellence just pops out when it comes to these bands. Um, I also have an episode on HBCUs with my friend Biage from high school, and we talk about the importance of keeping the HBCU legacy alive, um, the misconceptions about HBCUs, and it's just a really great episode. We talk a little bit about the bands because Biage is a cheerleader. Um, so Biage, if you're listening to this, I love you, and I'm proud of you and your talent. Um, so moving on to 2019, the Gift album slash The Lion King remake comes out, and, um, The Gift is an Afrobeats album that is kind of her interpretation of The Lion King, and she has African artists come and produce music and like make music basically inspired by the Lion King and that was last year but this year 2020 she used those songs and made a music video for every song like that's just what she does her visual album was called or is called Black is King and it was one of like it's it's honestly so sad that <clears throat> I feel like it was one of the very few, like, mainstream medias that depicted Africa in a beautiful way. And it's so sad to say that in 2020, but there are many media outlets that still depict Africa in a horrible way. Um, they depict Africa as a small, minuscule continent that's only poor, and it's just terrible how the media has just spun the Black story and Black narrative, but that's... Beyonce does the exact opposite. She uses her platform to showcase the beauty of Africa and the continent of Africa, and I'm I'm really, it makes me really happy to see that. Um, it's sad, again, that 2020, like, we're just now getting um, praise for Africa. But I feel like on more mainstream platforms, like, we need better depictions of Black people. And even if you don't like Beyonce, like, her music, you at least have to respect her and her using her talents to kind of create a better 
narrative of black people just besides the one that's so negative like black is king black is beautiful and many times unfortunately that is not depicted in media and it's just honestly really refreshing to see something positive about us because we deserve to be praised and uplifted um, many people accuse her of cultural pra- cultural appropriation, not only in Black is King, but in Formation as well and other parts. I mean, I don't really know if I can say too much. Like, she was cultural appropriating. I'm not African. However, I don't think she was cultural appropriating just because she had... Um, many people on her team who were African and based off of interviews I've read those people that have worked with her have said that she's been very receptive of listening and learning about African history so that's one thing about her is it will be thought out and she definitely takes the time to research things and you always learn something new with her work which is another reason why I love her so much not even just because she's a great singer but she just puts a lot of thought into her work um no what really gets me is she was able to do all of this on Disney and if you know anything about Disney um Disney has a very racist past Walt Disney was very racist and the fact that she was able to make an over hour long visual album about the beauty of Africa on Disney is incredible um but that's just kind of one common thing that I see in her work is she takes her platform in historically racist institutions and spins the narrative into the fact that black is in fact beautiful and black is king um she also dropped a song called black parade that has and the money that has been um raised for that has been donated to black owned businesses i believe and her stylist zarina ackers which she's literally incredible she picked out all of the pieces in black is king and if you saw Black is King, you would know that the wardrobe is very rich. And I'm about to get into that now. But um, yeah, there's like a whole Black-owned business directory on her website. And you should definitely check that out. I'll link it below. But going on to the fashion part of Black is King, um, this is like the most exciting part because... I love fashion, and I'm actually learning more about fashion history in a class right now, Um, but this project has a very Afrocentric wardrobe, and if you're listening to this right now on Sunday, there will be a breakdown of all of, like, the cultural symbols that Beyonce uses in her clothes. Because I feel like fashion tells a story. And she really tells a story about the beauty of Africa. Specifically through dress and her wardrobe. 
Um, but these are some of the moments that stand out to me the most. One of them being Beyonce adorned is like adorned in body paint a lot in Black is King. And actually, if you didn't know, body paint can represent um, a moment in someone's life like puberty or childbirth. And it can also signify someone's social status or belonging to a religious group in Africa. I really appreciate all the cultural nuances that she includes in her projects. Um, Another part that I really enjoy in Black is King is the music video Nile featuring Kendrick Lamar. And the music video represents the death of Mufasa. And in the video, Beyonce is carrying a white casket and wearing a white dress with white body paint. Actually, if you didn't know, in Africa, it is a very common practice for them to wear white to funerals as well as southern, like in the southern United States as well. Um, I thought that was just kind of an interesting part to throw in there. She does a lot of underlying um, meanings in her work. And that's like one of the things I really appreciate the most about her work is everything, I feel like everything has a meaning. And that's why I go in and overanalyze things just because I know that everything she does has a meaning. And her work isn't superficial, right? Like, you can always learn something, which is, wow, we are just really lucky to live in the same time period as her, I swear. Um, another thing that I really loved was the Brown Skin Girl music video. The song is um, basically showing love to darker skin girls, telling them that they're skin is beautiful and the music video is great because it condemns colorist ideologies which unfortunately are still very present in Disney films again she uses her platform to um, denounce and condemn these practices and ideologies because I'm I'm sure if anyone knows about um, the media and how black people are depicted in the media. It's Beyonce just because of how long her career is. Like she has an over 20 year career. I don't think people realize that about her. Like she has been singing, dancing, performing since a little girl. And um, she has probably seen, she, she has definitely seen a lot Um, especially what happens to black women in the entertainment industry and just her again using her platform to condemn these white supremacist ideologies is one of the things I love most about her I can go on for days but the video included her daughter Blue Ivy, Naomi Campbell, Kelly Rowland and so much more And she also included um, Indian girls in the video, which I thought was really great. And it's just awesome seeing 
little black girls and um, women of color being uplifted in a very positive way. And, you know, it, it just shows that representation matters because, like, a little girl watching that at home can see that, like, her skin is, in fact, beautiful and, like, she deserves to be praised as much as anyone else. Um, Disney, ah, Black is King is on Disney Plus right now, if you haven't seen it. Um, if you haven't seen it, you're either living under a rock or you don't have Disney Plus. Go watch it right now. Also, if you know me well, and I'm only saying, I'm, I will only give this to you if you know me well. I will let you watch <laughs> this visual album if you haven't seen it. Text me and be like, yo, I haven't seen the album. I want to see it. We can, uh, I'll hook you up. Don't worry. Um, the thing that I love about Beyonce is not only she has an incredible work ethic, but she dedicates her work in life or her work in art to black lives and you can always learn something from her so yeah that's kind of my spiel on Beyonce and her impact on black lives the black community I can't wait to see what she is doing next because I know she's coming out with something next I can just feel it but with that being said I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, follow the Instagram at Black is the Blueprint, same as the title. Um, there will be a breakdown of her costumes because I feel like it's easier when people see the pictures of the costumes. And how could I not do a breakdown? I love fashion. I love Beyonce. And you will be able to see all of the cultural symbols that she uses through her dress. So if you want to see that, it will be on the podcast Instagram story. Um, I hope you have a good Sunday or whatever the day, whatever day of the week you're listening to this. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.